Hi, and welcome to My ADHD Superpower Is, a podcast about reframing ADHD by focusing on what we excel at, both in our professional and personal lives. My name is Sean, and I was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 42. I always believed that you had to be an eight-year-old fidgety boy to get diagnosed with ADHD. It wasn't until I read an article about ADHD in women that I realized I had many of the same struggles and characteristics growing up. For years, I labeled myself as lazy or useless at certain things that others found really easy, like paying bills or attending and remembering appointments. And the ADHD diagnosis meant that I finally had an explanation for those struggles. ADHD isn't always a superpower, but by choosing to focus on our unique strengths and by being more accepting and forgiving of our weaknesses, I believe that we can live happier, more fulfilled lives. You're in the right place if you want to know how you can survive and thrive with ADHD in the corporate environment and how you can juggle many hobbies and be a parent and generally succeed at adulting in a neurotypical world. On today's episode, we're going to talk about ADHD and language learning. I started relearning languages, I guess, um, about eight years ago when I moved to Italy. I started learning Italian and that was really, it was a completely new language to me. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the language. It was it was exciting to kind of move to a new city. And I was quite relatively old, I, I guess, for learning a, a new language in that I was 35 when I moved. I think it was a bit harder for me to to speak the language than it was to kind of write and and understand and be able to read but I think that's quite normal for, for everyone. Then I moved to Basel and I really really struggled to learn German. I mean I found it virtually impossible. Just no motivation, no desire to learn German whatsoever. And I really still cannot speak a word of German, although I can kind of read it and understand it to some degree. And then I moved to the French speaking part of Switzerland. And I did find learning French a lot easier, even though I would say French is maybe more difficult, more kind of formal, you know, complex grammar compared to Italian I did I did find it a lot easier to to kind of progress with French and I think part of that is just because I started learning French at school from 10 years old and even though when I left school I really could hardly speak a word of French there was some vocabulary and and kind of grammatical structures that I kind of already knew buried deep within my brain so I think I think it was a little bit easier so that's my my kind of um a little bit of a a history of my language learning um as an adult but the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because there's not really much out there and I've often wondered if my if my ADHD had an impact on my ability to learn a foreign language and I think 
yeah, I just I just wanted to kind of talk about this and kind of do a little bit of research into this to see if that is the case. So ADHD itself isn't a learning difficulty, but it can kind of impact on our ability to learn. And, and I think that that's not necessarily, I think that's because of some of the symptoms of ADHD might make language learning more difficult. Some of the symptoms of ADHD that I think can have an Im- a negative impact on ability to acquire a second language are we have problems with executive functioning. So you're probably wondering what's executive functioning and that's a set of mental skills that include things like working memory, flexible thinking and kind of self-control and we use these skills every day to kind of learn, work and manage our daily life. And if you have if you have problems with executive functioning it can make it really hard to focus, to follow directions and also to to control your emotions. And there's lots of other things as well, but that's just in a nutshell. There's a really good article in Attitude magazine on executive functioning in ADHD by Dr. Russell Barkley. If you want to know more, I, I would go and read that. It's really good. You can find that on Google. Um, the other symptom of ADHD that might make it really difficult to to learn in general but learning a language is hyperactivity so there's three different types there's inattentive so that that's more where you're internalizing your thoughts you know you're daydreaming and things like that um then there's a hyperact hyperactivity and those are kind of I think what most people think of when they think of ADHD where you know people are fidgety and interrupting all the time and then there's a combined type of ADHD and that's and that's what I have where there's a mixture of both so I'm sometimes I'm hyperactive sometimes I'm inattentive and hyperactivity means that we really really struggle to sit down for any length of time and focus on something and especially in a classroom or you know any kind of sitting in the office in a meeting I find it really hard to sit still I'm always always fidgeting and because I'm fidgeting I'm kind of then not concentrating on the class or the the meeting because I'm kind of focusing on stop fidgeting stop fidgeting you know so I think that can have a negative in- impact on learning and kind of linked with that we have real difficulty paying attention as well if you're in a particularly boring class then then my mind will just kind of drift drift off and then it's really hard to kind of remember what's happening in the class and pay attention so, and, and take taking that information so that can that can certainly be a negative aspect of ADHD on learning and the other the other thing as well is disorganization so things like not remembering to do your homework um not being able to find where your notes are, having really badly organized notes, um, things like that. I think less so now that I'm a bit older, but this is another thing that I think can impact on younger learners, but impulsivity. So an example of this could be you have an assignment that's due tomorrow, but instead of going doing the assignment, you impulsively decide to go out I probably have less of that, but maybe it's manifesting in different ways like, oh, I'm just going to go and get a snack or 
you know, more in a procrastination rather than kind of impulsivity. And the other thing as well is lack of attention to details. I think for me personally, this isn't about what I'm actually producing or writing that I don't pay attention to the detail. It's actually more in listening to instructions or reading a question. Sometimes I'll miss that it's, you know, a negative question. So like select the answer that's not correct or or it will say things like select multiple answers and I'll just select one or sometimes I'm kind of missing what's required in in the answer and and I'll lose points in a, in a test for that. So those are those are some examples of some of the challenges that I think we face with ADHD. So when I was looking in the literature there wasn't a great deal of studies on on ADHD and language learning um, and most of them are kind of conducted via surveys so asking participants to rate their language learning and I think there are a number of issues with with that which I'll go into in further kind of podcast I think but really just touch on some of those potential issues today so one of the common symptoms of ADHD is emotional dysregulation so we have a really hard time controlling our emotions and this can manifest as something called rejection sensitive dysphoria. You might see it as RSD. So this is where we can experience severe emotional pain because because we feel rejected by people who are close to us or actually because we tend to set high standards for ourselves and when we when we feel like we haven't met those standards, we, we feel this kind of sense of rejection and shame. I definitely felt this recently. So I did, I did the feeder um, language test last year. This is the equivalent of the Delft French test. So this is a test that they do in Switzerland to kind of assess your, your level of French. And during the exam, I just didn't really perform how I would be able to perform outside of test kind of conditions and I think lots of people find this you know practice with friends and family or your teacher and you're really good and you're able to speak really well and you're able to understand perfectly but then under test conditions you know your brain is racing and you're kind of stressed and adrenaline levels are are up and sometimes I don't I don't perform very very well under test conditions and I came out of the test and I just felt awful and and it really affected me for I would say two or three weeks afterwards I just I just had this sense that I was useless I was the worst person in the world you know and I was actually a little bit a little bit depressed in a way yeah and actually (laughs) the ridiculous thing was that luckily I got my test results about three weeks later and I had 82% in the oral and 97% in the written exam so my my reaction was completely outrageous to the actuality of the situation I just had this extreme emotional reaction and there was and it was kind of unfounded so I think we do set these high expectations for ourselves and then and then when we don't meet those expectations we can have this kind of very extreme emotional reaction so that's I think that's a, that's a nice one because it's it's a good example of having this 
really extreme emotional response and related to language learning. So the other the other thing that I think um, may be confounding some of these results is that people with ADHD, maybe the classroom setting where most language learning um, takes place is not the best kind of style of learning for people with ADHD. And usually language um, kind of classes tend to focus on grammar, focus on memorization, focus on sitting still in a classroom. And all of these things are not, they're they're kind of suboptimal for people with ADHD. There's lots of evidence that we tend to learn through kind of seeing something and and doing. For me, for example, I tend to kind of need to need to practice something myself in order to kind of take that information in. So for learning languages that that might be learning a new word and trying to use it when you're speaking or trying to use it when you're writing. And also the other the other part about language learning is it really requires a lot of discipline and a lot of organization and consistency. And these are things that are very difficult for people with ADHD. I find it incredibly difficult to kind of stick with something always. You know, I start doing things and then the motivation isn't there for long periods of time. So I'll I'll do something solidly for a week and then nothing. So yeah, and that, and that's linked with the kind of need for that dopamine dopamine hit after doing it so yeah it's maintaining that consistency can be really tricky I mean I now now that I've been learning languages for years and I have as I said I have managed to pass my dam and I am trying to constantly improve the and also my experiences living in Basel I've really I've learned some strategies for learning a language um, and one of the first ones, the first pieces of advice that I would give you or anyone learning a language is choose a language that you're passionate about because necessity isn't enough to kind of make you, you learn that language. I mean, I suppose if you absolutely had to learn a language to get a job in a new place, then then that might be enough. But really, I think um, choosing a language that you're passionate about is the surefire way to be able to kind of maintain that passion and stick with it I love learning French I I really enjoyed learning Italian I really hated learning German because I don't like that language and and the difference is incredible you know with the the level of language that I was able to acquire the other the other thing that I've really picked up in the last year I'd say because I started doing a French degree module um is to find a time when your brain is the most quiet. So when you have ADHD, your mind is kind of racing and, and you know, you're trying to focus on something and you're thinking about, oh, what should I have for dinner? Um, oh, I wonder what's on TV. You know, I wonder I, I wonder if there's anything new on Netflix. And, and your, your brain is constantly kind of being distracted. So find a time when your brain is the most quiet. And for me, that's very early mornings, which I know sounds horrible, but actually I've really, I've really enjoyed kind of getting up at 5.30 and, and studying. And I find my brain is really quiet. I'm not as distracted as other times of the day. So that works really well for me. The other thing is, I think 
don't set yourself big goals like well you can you can set yourself big goals but you need to have smaller manageable goals within that so by that I mean every day I'm going to do one exercise or or something like that or I'm going to study for 30 minutes and then and then set a timer and study for that 30 minutes and and maybe your reward at the end of that can be that you know you can go on Facebook or something like that but set yourself small manageable goals the other part that I've realized is reading through a language book is really boring for me (laughs) you know maybe I can do it for five or ten minutes but I really need a kind of mixed media kind of approach to learning so things like YouTube videos there are there are so many great um language learning videos on YouTube and also visuals so having post-its with pictures and or even putting post-its on objects with your vocabulary can be really useful yeah so those are my tips I hope um, they're helpful for you and I'd love to learn how your language journey is going And that's the end of this week's episode. Um, Stay tuned and hit follow if you like what you hear and um, look out for new episodes coming every Sunday. Thanks for listening.